You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. You know, I hear the camera adds 10 pounds. Looks like you've eaten five cameras. Let's kick off this week's episode of The Pipeline Show and find style. Mark Edwards from HockeyProspect.com is back on the show uh, for another season, and uh, we're going to chat all throughout the year with guys from HockeyProspect.com. Your staff, Mark, you guys in the ranks all year round and uh, bringing us lots of info. We really appreciate that. Uh, First off, how's things? Hey, all good here. We're off to uh, off to a good start. Uh, starting to feel the weather change a little bit, yeah. and uh, going to head into uh, Quebec this weekend. I like I like trying to jump into Quebec as much as I can in the fall uh, before the weather changes too much. So uh, been down quickly once, another one this weekend, and uh, all good. We got obviously Jerome uh, pumping around there pretty good, and guys everywhere. But I like to get my uh, my visits in and, and take a look. Um, the guys are just starting to, you know, see enough to start sending in some, some draft grades. So for me trying to oversee everything, um, I just try and focus on those, you know, the A and B type prospects and jump mm-hmm. around much like a, an NHL team director of scouting would do. And we're just getting to the point where we're starting to get guys have a good feel on uh, what they've got. So for me in Ontario, as an example, I, you know, starting to get a, better handle on my own draft grades for the you know the eligibles here in Ontario well I know you guys have been busy because uh I, well, I saw you're tweeting about uh, dodging deer on the road and uh, <laughs> from one trip to another and I know you're in uh, Pittsburgh uh, for the USHL fall classic and things like that overall what's your your initial impression of uh, the 2020 draft class boy when I say 2020 doesn't it it still feels like we're talking about years down the road in the future um, but uh, hey, we're we're there now. I know. My daughter's a 2006. I think when we get to that one, it's going to hit hard. But uh, <laughs> we're a little off that. Still a little off that right now. Uh, and that deer thing was it was crazy. Like the, there was two lane highway car coming towards us. I was with uh, a scout driving, and there was another scout in the back seat. I was in the passenger seat. And uh, really dark road just as we're getting to uh, the, the main highway. Uh, coming out of Windsor, heading back, uh, spending the night in London. Anyway, car coming towards us hits it, and then it's sliding towards us on the road, coming towards kind of like the front left front tire. Mm-hmm. I yell deer just as the driver sees it. He swerves to the right, and then it's just as then I, I yelled debris because there was like a big red bumper on the other side of the road that was sliding towards the right. And he managed to swerve back toward the left, so we just did a zigzag, and uh, he managed to avoid both. And then the car behind us, um, he saw in the rearview mirror, was a van, uh, went over the deer. So if the deer was still uh, kicking, I think it was Ugh. unfortunately toast after that. But uh, that's the, the, the fun stuff. I'll tell you, it's the stuff I never thought of when I started doing this, is just how many, you know, times you see these animals and stuff and uh, i'm i'm with moose i'm like stay overnight i don't mess around when they're moose zones <laughs> uh, i did one trip from Chicoutimi all the way back to montreal one night actually with that same scout that was driving and i vowed i won't do that again so yeah. i i spend the night and if i scouted out in your country i'd be like overnight all the time because <laughs> my travels out there it was like wild kingdom well, it sounds like a book waiting to be written. Uh, uh, so you asked about the yeah you asked about the fall classic. So um, you know what it's it's a really productive tournament for me. Uh, we've got Mike and Dusty covering that league, and it just gives me a chance right at the start to get a view of uh, 
the teams and I kind of have just uh, my initial impression and some guys jump out at you, right? Like either is, uh, you know, I don't see a draft in that guy or that guy's a definite draft. Maybe he's a B, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't really matter at that point what kind of grade I put on it. Those guys will start taking all in and, and put their, their individual grades on it and then I'll go back to it. But just a really good chance uh, to, to get a, a look in one weekend um, at everything and uh, and then go from there. So productive, it's only a f- like a four-hour trip for me to scoot down to Pittsburgh, and it's a good setup. Other than the rink getting a little bit small for that event, it's just uh, it's a great complex. There's hotels right around it, like the hotel right in the parking lot, for God's sakes. And, you know, the one I stands is direct across the street, lots of restaurants. So it's a really good setup, except it's getting pretty tight. Like, we're we're standing in the stairs, you know, the, the aisles and stuff like that. It are packed in pretty good, but mm. uh, overall I like it. Um, like I said, it's, it's a productive weekend, which is what I look for. And then uh, made a quick trip to Quebec uh, to see uh, LaPierre actually. And um, other than that, I've just been, you know, covering my own little area here and got a pretty good feel for it. I still haven't seen uh two teams i watched them on tape but i kind of don't count that so i got to see a couple teams go live but i've seen the other uh, 18 in ontario and uh, we're jumping around pretty good and starting to get a feel for what the draft is going to be well and i guess that would be uh, the setup for the next question what kind of draft is this or would you consider this a an average above average uh, below average what's the depth like uh, right now or is it too early to talk about depth maybe just on the, in, in regards to the top 10 or maybe the first round uh, what's your early impression yeah i really like the the top 10 or 11 uh, i think that's the, that's a good group um you know to, i guess good way to give you an example cuz i just said this to uh to Jerome yesterday when we were talking i said you know i feel like our rankings go you know, 9, 10, 11, 22, 23. I feel like that kind of 12 to 20 range in there, the guys just don't feel like they they fit there, uh. if that makes any sense. They they all kind of feel like they should be more like the start again at 20-ish range. They just feel like there's not enough there to sit in that area. And there was a little bit of that last year, but, it's a, you know, as the season went on, some guys come out of the woodwork and it wasn't quite as bad. But um, And then the USA's, a little bit weak this year, I would I would say at this point now. Again, it's it's early. I mean, this time last year, there was a few guys out of the USHL that hadn't really made themselves known, or even some high school or prep or whatever, right? But so it's it's really early. But I'd say at the same time, you know, last year it was much stronger in the US. Uh, like I think you know the program everybody knows it's going to be tough to match up last year's, but just the yeah. program in general. If you went up against other years. Um, not quite as strong. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some players I like on the team, but just not quite as strong. Um, and then the USHL in itself, which I just referred to the fall classic. Um, I think it's, it's a down year for sure, especially for high end. I mean, there'll be some, some B's and C's, but some higher end stuff just isn't there. Um, prep in high school, that, that is just me, you know, talking to our own guys. It's not sounding like it's going to be fantastic. Mm. So, you know, when you start mentioning that many places in the States and it's all seeming like a bit of a weaker year, uh, that's going to affect the overall draft. Now, here in Ontario, we got some high-end guys that we've been missing for a bit here uh, this year, which is good. Um, More enjoyable for me, obviously, when I'm going out. But I think there's more, (coughs) excuse me, I think there's more depth as well. 
um, this time last year, I had about 14, 15 guys that I had kind of draft grades on. And right now, it's really early. I'm a lot more generous and kind. But right now, I think I've got at least 30. So that's a big difference for the same time this time uh, this year compared to last year. And then the Q's got a little more high end. um, And then I would rate it kind of about the same as far as total drafts. Now, Jerome's just putting his grades. He did a preseason grades for me, and then he's, you know, he's going to tune that up now that he's been out there a month. But for me, when I just do my own, it's about the same, I think. But I've got some guys higher as far as a few more higher end guys uh, than last year, I think. Uh, And then the dub. I don't know the depth of the dub well enough myself, so I'm waiting for, for our guys to put that together. But as far as the high end, it's definitely weaker than last year. Obviously, it was a good year last year for the dub, so that's not going to shock anybody that pays attention at all. Mark Edwards from HockeyProspect.com, my guest. Uh, we're, I'm going to ask you about a trio of players that are playing for the U.S. Uh, development program this year. But before I do, I wanted to get your take uh, as a scout on uh, the changes uh, to the, well, they scrapped the All-American prospect game. That would have already happened uh, normally by now. And they're changing the USHL top prospect game to kind of, they say they're combining it, but it's a big difference. This year they're going to play, it's going to be the U.S. team will take on an all-star team of draft-eligible players out of the USHL. That leaves all the American CHL guys, all the American high school guys, on the outside looking in, they would have played in the All-American game, so... That opportunity for those guys to play in a showcase event is gone, except for those Americans that happen to be in the CHL. They could still play in the in the CHL top prospect game. But uh, what's your your take on it from a scouting perspective? Do you do you like the change, or do you wish they still had the two games uh, separately? Well, I can tell you that I can remember as far back as when it was in Pittsburgh, the All American prospect game. Um, different scouts and myself included suggesting that they've got to, they've got to keep the U S national program on the same team and just play the rest of the USAers uh, because they weren't playing the game hard. So they didn't want to like lay a finger on each other when they were on separate teams. Sure. And the game, the game was just a very all-star like game. In other words, it just, it was awful. I mean, I was not a fan of that game, uh, the all American prospect game and haven't been uh, in any of them. Um, so, um, originally I reached out to a scout in August or something like that and said, Hey, like what's going on with the all all American prospect game? Where is it? You know, I haven't even heard anything about it. Just kind of realized, you know, all of a sudden it's getting late here. When is it? And, uh, he replied back, (laughs) excuse me. He replied back that it was going to be in Plymouth in January and it was going to be USA against all the rest. I'm like, Oh my God, they, they listened to my idea. Like, this is genius. (laughs) So, and I can tell you, every scout I talked to was thrilled about this, uh, that that this was going to be the case. Um, But I guess now it's a little bit different the way you described it. Um, I still prefer this, but, you know, excluding kind of the preps. And that's not the way I had heard it. I had heard it was still going to be preps and everybody included here so it's a little bit different like it was still talked about as the all-american prospect game not the top prospect ushl game which has also been kind of weak yeah that make sense yeah no i understand what you're saying uh, when i read the uh the press release that was what the impression was uh, for me like a, a high school guy like like beyond wouldn't be involved unless he was 
back playing in the USHL. A guy like Antonio Stranges with the with the London Knights would have played in the All American game like in years past, but I don't think he's suddenly going to go down to the USHL and and play in their top prospect game, right? So. Uh, I, I think there's going to be some differences. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't pay attention to that because I thought the scouts that describe it as it was the new version of the All-American um, Prospects game. That's what it was called, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so I was thinking that it was just Team USA against all the best of the other USAs. In other words, last year they had it all. It was going to be a same kind of group, except this year all the program kids are on one team. So right. They don't have to worry about not laying a finger on each other like we had seen and they play the best of the rest um and every single scout i talked to thought that was it and we were all excited about it if that's not the case and you're missing out on a strongest or like you said you know whatever uh a beyondy that beyond they'd probably let play i mean you started the year and all that i i don't know i mean i'd just be guessing at this point so yeah. i didn't i didn't pay attention because i thought i had it all the info from scouts and uh, maybe that's not the case, but yeah, I talked about it on one of our early podcasts after I'd heard that and just kind of mentioned that I was pumped about it and every scout I talked to loves the idea, but All I right. guess we'll take a, take a closer look here and find out yeah. exactly what it's going to be. I'll have to call USA Hockey or something like that. All right, let's get to uh, the the uh, short list of guys we wanted to chat about today. Three guys, they all happen to be teammates playing for the U.S. team. Uh, and uh, Ty Smolanik is, is uh, I, I think, a guy a lot of people expect to be a high pick this year, or at least uh, potentially a first-round pick. What sort of uh, early impression do you have of him? Yeah, so we're a little... We're a little lighter on uh, viewings as a as a staff on this team compared to the big team of last year. At the same time, um, you know, but that said, starting to get a little bit of a feel for them. And Smolanik was um, the highest um, guy on our list in our early list, and and we kept it that way for our our September first release here that we put out uh, a few weeks ago. Now I guess we're getting closer to the next list and mm-hmm. talking about the first list here, but. A uh, really, really uh, competitive player. I mean, this comp- this kid's compete is through the roof, and his skating is also really high end. Uh, he's probably only around uh, six feet six one. Yep. Um, you know, actually, I was talking to a kid just just yesterday or the day before yesterday, and the topic came up like just about all of them seem like they're they've had an extra inch added on from the current roster with uh, with their listing them at, but. That's not uncommon, but anyways, he's um. What I was trying to figure out was just how high end his skill is in the hockey sense. So, um, I would say the hockey sense was a little bit uh, lower grade than I originally thought. But again, we're really low on viewing, so I'm not kind of putting a stamp and that's where he is for final. And same thing with the skill, probably not quite as high end as I thought, uh, but again really light on viewing so far so i'm just going to leave that open uh but he's a player that with that compete in the skating i really like um we'll see where he where he grades out here on this next list we're going to probably release um i'm going down to penn state to uh see the wisconsin kid mm-hmm. and then we'll have some meetings right after that and go to the next list but i figure we might as well wait till i get down there and, and get the live viewing of him but anyway he's uh Smolanik is 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 to me, he'll stay as a as an A player. I'd be surprised if he slips out of that top thirty-one uh, at season's end. But 
it'll be interesting to see as the season goes on what I continue to think and you know judge his hockey sense and that skill to be. Uh, but I think the competing skating, I'm pretty sure, will stay uh, high grades. He's currently fourth in team scoring, but he's played three games less than um, just about everybody else on his team. So I don't know if he's yeah, he had mono. I think okay. I, I, I'm okay. not sure. Like I, it's just kind of hearsay, and I, I didn't check it for accuracy because it didn't really matter at that point. But right. um, he didn't play in Pittsburgh, and I was just told by one scout that uh, he heard he had mono. So don't take that to the to the bank. But that's what I was told at the time, and he he came back shortly after. All right, a couple of defensemen to ask you about as well. One is Jake Sanderson, who hails from the uh, hockey hotbed of Whitefish, Montana. Lots of great skiing around there. But uh, uh, for for fans who uh, want to know more about Jake Sanderson, uh, currently, I mean, not a big point producer at this point uh, yet this year. Four points in 11 games, but might not be his calling card. Uh, what sort of a player is he? Yeah, so Jake, I believe, going back to our Black Book in June, I think, and I didn't look it up, I should have... Uh... I should remember this, but my brutal memory. I think we probably had him around 24, something like that. And then he, excuse me, dropped to 32. So just one spot out of that top 31 that everybody can see for free. He was he was right next on the list. Okay. Um, the reason for that was just projecting his you know NHL power play type uh, ability. Now, the one thing I can say about him is. He is high, high-end skater. Um, and then I think everything else, there's no huge weakness. He's pretty solid across the board. But we'll probably stay with that, you know, it's pretty hard to get in an NHL power play as a defenseman. So we're just kind of looking at it that way um, for the projection-wise and saying, you know, we're betting right now. He's probably not going to have that on his resume. That said... Uh, with the skating and the no real weakness across the board, um, you know, he, he might just be able to play in a three hole or, or four hole and play a lot of minutes. So there's going to be value to him. I mean, he moves pucks pretty well. He, he defends pretty well. There's compete there. Like I say, there's, you know, there, there might not be other than the skating, anything that just blows your doors off when you watch him. But there's nothing that jumps out and goes, ugh, you know, this kid's got to really work on this. So pretty pretty solid across the board, pretty consistent player. Um, I like him. He's 6'1", a left shot, D 6'1", around the 185 mark. Again, if you take away an inch, probably closer. He does look like maybe he's six feet, but whatever. We're, you know, we're splitting hairs here. But uh, he's, he's definitely one of the better players on the U.S. program this year. Well, he's got hockey bloodlines too. Jeff Sanderson, his uh, father, long, yeah. long time NHLer there, so I know that helps uh, for a lot of people as well. Um, the other defenseman is Tyler Clevin, who comes in at six uh, four and two hundred pounds. And uh, one of the notable things I see on his record is most penalized player at the U uh, seventeen last year at the uh, at the World uh, Hockey U uh, seventeen tournament. Um, I don't know if that's uh, a normal trait for him, but uh, when you're that big. Um, maybe you have that physical advantage, and uh, maybe maybe he takes advantage of that a little too much. Yeah. So this is this is a player that you know we don't see a ton of anymore because uh, this guy plays mean. Uh, he's he's got some nasty in him. He's got some piss and vinegar. Um, and then, like you just said, this kid's six four, two hundred. Now I think he is probably every bit of six four, um, and probably every bit of that two hundred pound range. Uh, big left shot D. Uh, he was one spot ahead of Sanderson. I think we'll probably be 
jumping back. They'll be really tight. You know, it's kind of like the, what's your preference? Um, talk to a few different scouts and ask them, Hey, who do you like best? We got them back to back and it was split. Um, and, and the biggest reason people love Clevin is the same reason I love Clevin is it's just hard to find these guys that play really mean like this kid does now. Um, I had one, one scout kind of say, you know, wish I could see him play without a cage and see if he's still mean. And uh, I just said, well, you're not going to, so <laughs> you can forget about that. You're going to have to make a decision because it's not going to happen. Uh, but, um, you know, it, it's not just like he's a big slug out there. I mean, he can skate. Um, he can move pucks a little bit. I mean, if you were to compare him to Sanderson for the skating and the puck moving, yeah, he'd be a shade below in both those categories. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got the extra the extra size, and he and he just plays a bit of a different mean game. Um, he's also got a bomb of a shot. I couldn't tell you now. I haven't enough viewings to tell you, you know, how often he hit the net or how effective it is. But I have seen enough to know that it's pretty good bomb. Um, so. You know, it's early. These are the guys that um, that uh, we kind of had early grades on going back to June, where we're really just kind of find some A players to stick in that to stick in that first uh, list of ours in the black book, the early look. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to get a little bit more uh, info on them, starting to to um, grade them out and project a little bit more. Uh, Thomas Bordalo played well on the weekend. He's another one. He's he's undersized, but a uh, pretty smart player with some skill. Uh, so he probably, if I was to start naming another guy, um, he'd be the next name I'd bring up. But uh, yeah, it's it's you know what? There's there's some little tiny guys on the team, and you just quickly look and go, Ugh, you know, it's gonna be tough on them. And um, and I think NHL Central graded a lot of them and gave them, you know, put them on the watch list. But um, these three plus the Bordalo were kind of where we're starting and going from there. And uh, also the, the kid that played in Ottawa, Dylan, uh, Dylan Peterson. I think I'm remembering right. Yeah. Pretty okay. Dylan Peterson. Well, Watched him for a little bit because he was OHL draft-wise uh, on our radar. I see uh, Clevin and Sanderson both going to uh, North Dakota, so they'll be teammates at the next uh, level as well. And um, uh, Smolanek doesn't have a uh, college designation just yet, and he's drafted by the Regina Pats uh, out of the WHL. So who knows, maybe – after the NHL draft, uh, maybe he's a guy who relocates north, unless you know something about uh, where he's uh, headed. Do you know? I, I had heard Denver uh, a while back had, had looked at him, and then I don't know if the kid decided not to go or they changed their mind or whatever. So I'm not trying to create some big rumor story here, but that's the, the only school I heard. and I'm not really too concerned about it because if this kid wants to go to an NCAA school, he's, he's going to have some choices. Yeah. So I don't know why he hasn't decided yet, but that's uh, obviously his choice. Well, he is from Colorado, so uh, Denver would be a, a, a an easy uh, transition for him, I'm sure. All right, Mark, what's next uh, for HockeyProspect.com? You mentioned uh, a new list coming out fairly soon. Yeah, so like I said, we're just I'm doing a Q trip uh, this weekend. Um, get a quick look at some uh, Lafreniere, uh, Potomariev. And then, um, like I said, I've been back in Ontario a little bit and then off to Penn State to see Wisconsin there. They play two. And then when I get back from that, we'll have a few meetings and we'll pump out the next list. And everybody else on the staff will also have two more, view, two more weeks of viewings to uh, help us put the next one together. 
Awesome. As always, Mark, really appreciate your time and appreciate uh, when you set us up with uh, all your staff across uh, the board and uh, some guys over in Europe. I know you got the Five Nations uh, tournaments coming up and uh, always great to get uh, your staff on the show because I know they're in the ranks and doing the work. So uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah, I just actually, just on that note, just remind me, I talked to Johan yesterday uh, just to catch up with him and, and uh, I was asking him a specific player, but um he is going to the Five Nations for the full week, so you can get him on maybe sometime after that. Awesome. And, uh, obviously, the other guys, too, and your regular list of candidates can, can start jumping around here. We've got a uh, new guy in Edmonton that, that uh, you'll come across at some point. So. Oh, excellent. Okay, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, though. Mark Edwards from HockeyProspect.com. we got the Five Nations uh, tournament coming up in the next couple of weeks, I believe, uh, over in Sweden, so uh, we'll connect with uh, Johan, I'm sure, after that. And Throughout this season, we're going to be speaking with uh, the guys from HockeyProspect.com. Up next on the uh, Pipeline Show, we'll have our NCAA Campus Report. We're going to look at the ECAC Conference and preview that conference. I know half the teams, it's a 12-team conference, half of them have already played four or five games, but the other half, the Ivies, have yet to see the ice, but will in the next couple of weeks, so a good time to uh, preview the conference. Ken Schott of Parting Shots. He's my guest, and he's up next here on the Pipeline Show. McLaughlin top the right circle, goal line right, pass through the middle, and a good save by Colton Point, and a beauty. Man, oh man, what a save by Colton. Hi, it's Colton Point from the Colgate Raiders, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Passion. Talent. Development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Jonathan Taves. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! Joe Pavelski. And Johnny Gaudreau. We're stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world!